Welcome to the podcast Behind the Film, where we talk about movies and filmmaking through both an objective and a subjective lens, with the hope to give you a bigger appreciation for the art of film. I'm Corey McCabe, and today I'm joined by Stephen Barbatini. We had an open conversation around a table where we discussed the different ways that he and I experienced the world of film and watching movies. So I hope you enjoyed this episode and join us in the conversation. Welcome to episode one. I'm here with Stephen Barbatini. You this are? Is, I am. <laughs> um, I've known Stephen probably since like 2014, would you say? Yeah, I would but say we 2013. Were, 2013. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we weren't like, I wouldn't say we were like close back then. Like we'd kind of see, we had the same friend groups, right? Yeah. Um, I always described Corey as like somebody who I was, who was friends with all of my friends and I knew him, <laughs> but I didn't have like a, I guess yeah, we didn't like have like a, a super personal relationship back then. Yeah. We do now. We do now. We're like best buds now. So <laughs> well, we've, been hang- we've been hanging out a lot. And we, we started a movie night that we were doing every single Wednesday, we which did. we need to bring back. We do. Tomorrow is Wednesday for us, and we are watching a movie. Very excited about that. Yeah. I'm going to watch The Shining for the first With time. With some out-of-town people who yeah. have never seen The Shining. Yeah. Including you. I have not seen The Shining. So I'm looking forward to being there when you guys see that for the first time. It's going to be good. It's a hell of a thing. Very excited for that. <laughs> So we're here at episode one, and we're talking about um, the different ways that we we watch movies. So the ways that I watch movies, the way that Stephen watched movies, and also ways that we've observed other people watch movies. Sure. And I just find that topic interesting because... It is, yeah. It it's, reveals yeah. a lot about the way that people interact with the form. Well, okay, so film is like, it's a very personal experience. Like, you you go into a movie, and it's either like really speaking to you mm-hmm. like and it's just like this is my movie right mm-hmm. um and so i feel like it can be a very personal experience like but there's like bigger movies that like are you know really big budget or um blockbuster type that doesn't feel as personal like this was made to me mm-hmm. but there's definitely every now and then you watch a movie and you're like oh man like it just it, you feel like it's made for you i don't know if you've like oh yeah absolutely yeah those turn into that. personal favorites <laughs> Yeah, and like or of end course, up on like end of year lists. <laughs> yes, yeah. Well, yeah, because it's like you you watch it and it's like you you almost want to watch it again. You're just like immersed in it. You mm. feel like it was like written for you. Yeah, it speaks to you, I guess. And I've I've probably had like I don't know maybe one of those like maybe oh, two really? like that doesn't happen a lot. So I feel like you you experience that like maybe there's only one movie that you've ever watched that's like really you feel that it was made for you but anyway it's like film is such a like personal experience and so yeah. of course therefore it's like a pretty subjective experience because of mm-hmm. your your life experience how you grew up like your childhood the friends you've had the family like like parenting relationship with siblings like all of these things like your life experience right. like shapes how you perceive the world really and so like your experience with the movie is going to be totally different from my experience from movie right right it's all relative to like how you perceive things anyway um and it's being fed through like a number of senses so there's an inherent subjective nature to it for sure yeah obviously but um yeah and that like and that makes it such a like i just said like a personal experience like it's just such a Mm -hmm. I don't know how else to say I'm trying to find it's, a different way to say it, but no, there's not. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's Yeah, it's a very personal art form. Yeah, and that's why I love it. Like, I really do. Like, there's definitely some movies that I want to make that are just, I feel like they would mean a lot to me. Hmm. Um, of course, I would try to make them, quote-unquote, objectively good as I can, which is a, 
a reoccurring theme that we'll we'll discuss in this podcast. Like something is, that ostensibly other people can consume right. and enjoy. Yes. That isn't just targeted to you. Right. Like people make art for themselves, but ideally it's, you know, hopefully other for people other can enjoy pe- it. Exactly. Or, or sometimes you make art that you don't care about personally, but it's like for something a, else. A cause. Or it's a product or whatever. Yeah. Or an idea. Yeah, for sure. A lot of times you want to mix though, right? Yes. <laughs> so I hear what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. But so that's a topic that you'll, you'll hear us talk about um, kind of a lot is like, is there a, like kind of looking at film mm-hmm. through the lens of objectivity and subjectivity? That's a topic mm-hmm. we'll kind of put aside. We're not really talking about that today. So films being such a personal experience, how do you watch a movie? <laughs> like, like let's get into this episode. Like, how do you how do you watch a movie? For me, there's it depends on if I've seen the movie or not. If okay. I haven't seen the movie, there's really only one way that I'm able to watch movies, which is like very critically. And very attentively and it's not always a good thing either Um, because there are certain factors in life where it's like it can mess with my ability to see and enjoy film say like I'm there's a lot of stress in my life at the time there's a lot going on I am unable to kind of like wind down from a lot of that real life stuff going on and you know say there's like a movie showing that I need to go to or like a movie that I've been wanting to watch sometimes it's very difficult for me to like get in that critical thinking attentiveness mode that I pretty much need to be in to see movies. So it can be a negative thing, but generally as long as I'm in the right headspace to do it, when I watch a movie for the first time, even if it's like not something that's supposed to be like a, like a critical darling or, you know, a movie that is like, this is like a, a good film that you're supposed to like consume attentively. Mm -hmm. I still have to, I don't know why it's like, it's, I can't disengage from that at all. So I usually am locked into that from the beginning is like, I'm paying attention, I'm giving it, I'm letting it, I'm giving it a shot, right? I'm giving it a shot just from the beginning every time and I'm going to give my full attention to it Um, because, you know, otherwise I would be doing something else. Um, Other people seem to have the ability to like more casually watch film, which can be good or bad depending on how you look at it. I just don't have that ability (laughs) to really casually watch film. Like ever? Not really. For the first time I watch a film. Now, if I've already seen a film and I'm rewatching it, whether it's for just pure enjoyment, because it's like, this is one of my favorite films, or like, this was a great film, I want to watch this again. Or more likely, um, I'm watching it like with someone else who hasn't seen it, but I've seen it. Then I can kind of take it a little bit more easy, watch it a little bit more casually, kind of take it as it is accept it as, you know, whether it's a film I like or not, just kind of accept it and just kind of like have fun with it. It's a more casual experience that way. Um, and that's nice. I can kind of disengage from my, my critical thinking a little bit. Yeah. But if it's a film that I haven't seen before, you can't yeah, turn it off. It's like, I, <laughs> I only have one way, one mode and it's helpful for like when I write critique and stuff or like come up with like, you know, lists of like, oh, this is what worked, what didn't, this is like how I'm ranking these films for this year or whatever. It's very helpful to like ha- yeah. be in that mode for every movie and come at every movie with like from the same place kind of. It's very helpful. Um, but sometimes it's just not great. Sometimes it's like I can't enjoy this right now. I'm not in a movie mood is yeah. something that like I come up with, like come up against a lot in my experience with film where it's like I just... I, I want to I wanna be able to like sit down and watch this thing right now, but I just can't because I know I can't give it like, a, you know, a fair shake. 
I can't give it like a good yeah. faith. Uh, I have a lot of appreciation feeling. for that. That's a, that's a great approach too. <laughs> so it's nice, but it's also kind of annoying. <laughs> if that makes sense. <laughs> no, that does make sense. But that's just my experience. Yeah. I find myself to be an outlier in that. Like most people don't have the experience that I do. Um, so I guess to segue, <laughs> like what is your experience with, with the consumption of the form, I guess? Well, and real quick, you said you like when you're writing critique, mm-hmm. I remember back in the day when you used to actually do that on Letterboxd, uh, but now <laughs> back just, in the day, now, now he just says, oh, I watched a movie and I'm like, he has no notes oh, for on me? Letterboxd. Oh, once upon a time. No, I do put notes on Letterboxd. I just no, like, I'm giving you Oscar season's <laughs> over. So I'm not like, yeah. I'm not like writing a bunch yeah. of stuff down after I see film in, you know, March, yeah. April. So it's like, <laughs> if, if so, if you're listening or watching and you don't know, Letterboxd is a, I don't know. It's like kind of like a, it's a, it's like a social platform for watching movies. Yeah, it's you a can social like, media. You can mark what platform. you watched, and mm-hmm. like I watched it on this day. You can have your notes on it. If you want, you can give it one through five stars, which they have half stars. So mm-hmm. technically, it's one through ten. Well, let's just call things what they are and not say one through five. If it's technically a ten skill rating system, but anyways, um, you can like you can put things on your it's, watch list. You can make a list of like here's my really top cool. movies. They basically yeah. took like the the social part of like IMDb. The like. Right. The like social account stuff that's built into yeah. IMDb, and I guess like Rotten Tomatoes and some other very popular sites, they, and they kind of blew that out into something that was a little bit more like a little bit nicer and a little bit more like no, this is just straight up a social media. It's not like yeah. a database. It's not like a review aggregate yeah. site. Um, and I've, I feel like Letterboxd has become one of my favorite social media platforms. I always say that Instagram is my favorite, but like low key letterbox <laughs> is kind of like the, the the underdog there. Yeah. It's a really neat it's, it's really fun. Neat thing, yeah. I can't remember who introduced me to it, but I have been liking it. I needed I haven't been super active on it. Yeah, yeah. You know, busy with work. Oh, me neither. Yeah. I, I just love <laughs> stuff when I watch it. Yeah. It's like the bread and butter and then if I have time I'll do more, but it's a cool thing. But yeah, I like to, I like to give Steven a hard time for <laughs> for, for not <laughs> for not writing reviews of his thoughts on a movie, but Anyways, at least I'm using to. the platform, Corey. Hey, true, you got me there. Um, so yeah, how I watch movies is yeah, is not entirely how how you said. I actually wish I did approach all movies for the first time how you did. Like I kind of wished mm-hmm. I did some some part of me, but I I tend to default to casually really? watching. And I what I mean you. by casually is not like. Like, oh, yeah, there's this movie, like, whatever, like, it's cool. Like, I'm paying attention, and I'm like, man, this is really cool, but I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to figure it out and, like, think ahead. Right. And my wife, Alex, she'll be on the podcast later. Um, my wife, Alex, like, she she tends to, like, find herself um, trying to figure it out. Like, analyzing it, trying to predict I, things. I think she doesn't like that. Um, oh, yeah. I'll have to have her defend herself later, but... Um, yeah, she does. She like, a good time. <laughs> well, I like I like to analyze too, but I don't. Mm. I I try to stop my brain if if it's ever going to the place of like trying to figure out the ending of like why did they why did they foreshadow this? What are they trying to set up? Like I try not to figure it out because I want to like be in the moment of the you. story and just like you. this story could go anywhere, and I don't want to like spoil it for myself by trying to think ahead. Right. And so I feel like I've actually done a pretty good job at like training my brain to not think ahead and just be in the moment. Just stay in the moment and just like take yeah. it as it is. Yeah. But because of that, I end up kind of watching it a bit more casually. And at the, I find myself like at the end of the movie, I'm mm-hmm. like having to go back and like, like piece everything together and, and cr- do my critiquing at the end. Mm-hmm. 
rather than during watching it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I my my first time watching a movie is is I would say casual in that sense where I'm just like moment to moment just experiencing the movie movie for the first time. Mm-hmm. Not trying to figure out, not trying to analyze, not trying to critique, mm-hmm. and then the second time I watch a movie, and especially if it's good enough, like I'll I'll go back and watch, and then like okay, let's let's figure this. Like let me really sit down and analyze this. So like sure. typically my first time is not analyzing it. I got you. But I wouldn't I say so casual to where it's like, oh yeah, there's a movie on. Let me just pull out my phone. It's not, indi- <laughs> it's not indifference. Yes, it's yes, just like right. I am. I'm enjoying it thoroughly. We're but just, just enjoying it way. and just kind of like, oh, I'm here. Let's do it. Yeah. Like, let's yeah. watch a movie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, that's so, good. That's good. That's awesome. But so it is good. But then, like, I tend to like after a movie, I'm like, wait, so what was with the? And then people like <laughs> you're like, well, obviously that was this, this, and that. I'm like, oh yeah. But because like, so like it takes me. I have to process the movie after watching it rather than like trying to like boot up my RAM and like process it during the, uh, that was computer speak. After you, after you watch a film, do you usually have to take time after to process it? Yes. Or are you immediately able to just be like, no? Okay, so that's kind of what you're getting at. That's kind of what you're getting at. Yes. I know somebody that recently was telling me the exact same thing that he was saying that he like really, it was, it was funny, he was like, you know, I really hate it when uh, when people are just like, hey, w- like, what did you think right after a movie? It's like, I don't know, like, give me some <laughs> space. Like, I mean, yeah, yeah. It's really funny, but no, I think that's totally fair. I think that's totally fair. No, but I, well, I will say that I do like people asking me that right mm-hmm. after a movie. I may not be able to give a super great detailed answer, but I do like discussing it because I, I feel gotcha. like because I'm processing it a bit slower than probably you or other people that I know, right. it, it sits with me longer. Because maybe you figure it out and you're like, okay, I process it. Like, yeah, it's a good movie. I have these thoughts on it. And you kind of move on. But for me, it kind of like stays with it me. Stays and like for you. days, I'm just going, hmm. Yeah, no, that's, <laughs> Which is kind that's of annoying. Fair, yeah. That's <laughs> but, fair, yeah. yeah. So I wanted to, to bring up some, some ways that I've like observed that other people watch movies that I just find interesting to talk about. And maybe anybody listening or watching to this, watching to this. Watching to this. Listening to this or watching this um, is like, yeah, that's me. So, like, here's, here's like, a couple that I've kind of observed mm. of just, like, different ways that I've seen uh-huh. either myself or other people watch movies. So The um, different personality types of film goers, if you will. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> um, this is not in any particular order, but, like, an appreciative approach. Like, so you're going into a movie and just, like, man, I'm just like appreciating every aspect of, of filmmaking that went into this. Mm-hmm. And you're just like kind of like in this awe, awe state, right? Mm-hmm. Just like, man, this is cool. So appreciative. Or, or I paid money. I've kind of already decided that I'm going to have a good time. True. Just because it's like I paid money for it. And it is a product, right? So I definitely know people that kind of just approach it in that way. Because it's like I paid money. I might as well have the best time I can. Yeah. And, and I think that's fair My too. Brother's I like think that. that's fair too. Yeah. My brother Caleb. Caleb? Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, that sounds like Caleb. Yeah. So, so appreciative. Um, and then there's also like a relaxing way, like kind of like you're turning off your mind and just like don't want to think and right. just kind of turning everything off and just kind of winding down with a movie or a TV show or whatever. So there's like that kind of Using approach. it to wind down, using it as just right. kind of like a just to relax. Or yeah. So there's that. Um, there's also a distracted and I've so like a different ways different ways that could could be is like 
it's in the background, you're washing dishes, or like right. you're literally working. I have a friend, right. Daniela, if you ever watch this, I'm talking about you, who is working <laughs> while she's watching a movie for Called the first out. time. Called out. Oh, no, we're friends. She's cool with it. That's, but, um, <laughs> I find that, um, so like obviously I couldn't imagine doing that. Yeah. Unless it, unless it was a film that I've seen a million times. No, yeah, like, if it's if it's oh, I've I done, totally, totally I've done that before. Yeah, but obviously I couldn't imagine doing that with a film, especially the first time I saw it. Right, just because you're yeah. I feel like that's more of like a TV thing. Like I can see that as a TV thing. Like yeah, The Office in the background for the fourth time. Right? As an, just <laughs> as an example, like just right, like right. any TV. Obviously, especially um, there are certain types of TV that might lend itself better to that kind of yeah. uh, that kind of viewership, but. Um, it's not for me, but I definitely know people that do that, especially yeah. with TV. Yeah. yeah. So like doing it, doing working or studying mm -hmm. or dare I say it, texting. That's <laughs> not me. It's not me. But people, but I've seen it. Shout out they're, to those. But folks. they're like, and I don't mean like like oh they pull out their phone. How dare them? Like doing a theater. I'm talking like on the couch, like doing this, like kind of glancing up, just like every now and then. I'm yeah. just like stop. <laughs> Um, I would have to be very uninterested in the film yeah. to, to, to be in that. <laughs> Alex is actually, my wife Alex is actually in the other room, so she'll probably hear this and she can defend herself. But it even bothers me, and this is just me, like it bothers me like we're watching a movie or a TV show, whatever it is, and she... she she says, I have to know. Um, so like if like, you know, let's say we're like having food in the background or like, mm -hmm. you know, she wants a, a drink or something like she walks away to where the TV is like off off screen. And I'm like, she why didn't she ask me to pause it? Oh, like yeah. she can't see right now. She's like, I'm listening. And I'm like, yeah, you're listening, but you're not seeing <laughs> because I like oh, things like you're talking about cinematography the, and just the, the, but the if walk it's a away, but didn't ask to pause thing. Yeah. Uh, that happens to me all the time. That's going to be a whole episode. <laughs> uh, but anyways, oh, God, okay. No. So to go going through, I have two more. So appreciative, relaxing, distracted, which mm -hmm. we just went all through all those. Um, like, thoughtful and like inclined and like mm. really paying attention and then critical critical gotcha. so like i would say like the thoughtful like in, inclined is like you're either a fan of this person's work mm -hmm. you saw the trailer and are hooked i feel like you're like oh man i'm here like so it's not necessarily like just appreciative or like just relaxing it's like you're you're in there like like it's almost like what you just said like you have friends who pay for it so like i'm gonna have a good time no matter what like oh yeah, yeah kind of yeah. like it, it's, it's sort of like that and then the last one is like critical I uh, where it's like, you know, and that's, that's interesting that that's kind of your default, like for a new movie. It's not like when I say critical, um, yeah. I, I am every time I see a film, I'm always hoping that it shows me something I haven't seen or just does something really well. Yeah. You know, I'm always hoping for the best. I'm never like, <laughs> like, let's see where they screwed <laughs> yeah. this one up. <laughs> right. Um, I'm always, I'm always hopeful with every film. Um, but yeah, that is definitely my default yeah. default way of viewing, I guess. So okay, can we or a hybrid between that and attentiveness? Because yeah, they kind of seem the same. That's, to that me, makes sense. But... That makes sense. Yeah, I would say you're pretty hyper aware of like everything that's going on while I, watching it. I try to give watching yeah. together. So right, I yeah. try to give everything a good faith, like a good shake, a good you know. I'll give you a shot. Right. Show me something I haven't. And that seen. shows yeah. that like you don't really go into a movie assuming like. 
I try not to prejudge stuff. Yeah, exactly. You're like, all right, let me. Let's but once it's over, is. let's see what this has to offer. I'm gonna judge the hell out of it if I <laughs> if it's something I feel strongly about. Stephen goes first of all. <laughs> first of all, <laughs> no, no, yeah, that's good. I like it. I gotcha. So how do you? Let's kind of dive into like how you watch a movie mm-hmm. while critiquing it. Like what kind of what aspects Ooh, of it it's are hard. you looking at? Because um, we've got things like plot, character. So you can look at like character development or just like character in, in of itself, mm-hmm. the theme, uh, the script, mm-hmm. the the score, and spectacle, which I think is just like the theatrics of it or like the the vision of it. I'll have to dive into that. I might be butchering that. I and mean, anybody watching this is like, he's doing it wrong. Sorry, I don't know what spectacle meant. I, I forgot. I think it's like the, in, in the which effects. Context? I think it's the effects because this this is about theater back then, right? Right. So I think the spectacle is like, kind of like effects or something. But anyways, I, I just wanted In to give the terms <laughs> the budget, <laughs> the budget. Yeah, for real. No, really though, the scope. Um, yeah, but like giving those as like a context. How do yeah. you like? What are you looking for? Like the overall plot, or just like? So I guess a little background on me. Um, I used to do, I used to do video editing, um, and I. Still do occasionally, I guess. Um, but I used to do video editing, um, and and to be honest with you, I feel like that informs the way that I consume film in, in to a certain degree, at least. Um, just understanding, like, when the editor of any said piece of work gets that three hundred hours of footage dumped on him or her, and they have to just work it down to it like the you know here's a scene here's a three minute scene from like you know however many hours of footage from that day on set like understanding that process and kind of like what's what's difficult about filmmaking especially in post but like just in general like understanding what's difficult and what's hard to pull off and where the pain points are in filmmaking that gives me a kind of a compass to my critique of film, I guess. Yeah. Like in, in my head, not that I'm a critic. Right? right. But just like when I think of like, Oh, did I like this? Did I not like this? Was this impressive? Was this, was this unimpressive? Um, was this good? Was this bad? I'm usually kind of just from my experience editing my own stuff and, and just from what I know about filmmaking, I'm looking at the flow, things that are very difficult to quantify, like the feel, the flow, yeah. the kinds of things that editors think about when they're putting stuff together <laughs> And they're smashing their space bar over and over again to try to get like the cut right. Yep. And we're talking like, you know, one or two frame difference. And they're yep. like agonizing over like one of these two frames and you know, like which one do I cut on? Like, where's the perfect cut? Like there's always like a, a perfect cut that hypothetically exists where it's yeah. like, do I cut here or do I cut here? What's the difference? There's no effective difference, but there is to me, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so many different things that that add up to you know, even just a competent film, but to, to go even beyond, to go above and beyond that, uh, takes a lot of either luck or skill and probably both. And usually it's pretty apparent when you're watching a film, whether something is coming together or whether it was like adulterated by other factors like studio pressure, producer making this decision, someone with authority making a bad decision, mm-hmm. things. Again, there are so many like when I talk about pain points in film, there are so many uncontrollable variables that there is a certain amount of luck to like maybe like a scene, right? You 
don't have the soundtrack until post until like some point in post right yep. and soundtracks have tempos and tempos really affect the way edits feel yep. but you don't hear that you can't hear that on set when you're filming so you might do an action at a certain pace and then like on another completely different day like three months later you do another action at a different pace and then in the edit those two shots are like next to each other and then you find out that the tempo of like the soundtrack is going to be this or you, you want it to be this and it's like by then it's too late you can do reshoots maybe yeah but it's like there are so many different pain points in filmmaking that like you get like weird looking scenes weird looking actions stuff that just doesn't pan out right but like yeah. when it works whether it's luck or skill who knows but like when it works you know oh yeah when you're watching it yep and so and as like a member of the audience it's great to kind of like sit down lights are lights are off and it's just like give me your best shot and let's see what how it and <laughs> yeah. turned out. Yeah. And so by the end of the film, it, it it's about just kind of like pulling all of those thoughts together into like a oh I liked it or I didn't. You know, most yeah. of the time it's just like you you say to a friend like that was really good or like wow that was incredible or like like I don't know about that one. You know, <laughs> this ain't it, chief, right? <laughs> just well, because you can tell yeah. when an editor was lazy or just like just kind of hired for the job, like. And they're not putting like a million a factors. Of, yeah, not there's time, so many not factors. Enough, yeah. yeah, filmmaking in general. You brought up, brought up a great point. Like filmmaking in general is like number one, the most. I always say like the most expensive art form. <laughs> um, but number two, like has like the most moving parts in it in an art form. Because, mm -hmm. like you said, there's so many people, some like typically involved yeah. in like making what you're watching in that three minute scene, mm -hmm. how it feels, how it looks. Even small productions. Yeah, Even there's just so many moving yeah. pieces, so many different things that are like, you don't have and, a, a complete control over. Yeah. yeah, things can just go crazy. And, and like, and it goes down to the subtleties. Like, like if the director is totally happy with how an actor's face looked when they're giving this super powerful kick, like that's really subtle if, she, if let's say she's kicking something and it's like this really powerful kick and it's like this, you know, almost like shockwave effect to the person who's getting kicked, but her face is just like, she's just like in the zone, like, you know, just like kind of straight face, like mm -hmm. kick. But when you're watching that and with the soundtrack and with the edit and like how the yeah. camera movement was with the like shutter speed being like really high and like all that, like it actually would have been better if the director like had her with a more aggressive approach, like that would feel so much different. Mm -hmm. And in the end, because we have things like really powerful music, sound design, and you know effects with either the camera and poster production like it still gave it its effect like okay right, powerful yeah. kick that guy got hurt but like all these tiny little decisions with the, whether it's the the director the actor uh how the camera like all these little pieces like like are going to add up to what makes or breaks that scene it can yeah for sure <laughs> or shot you can even yeah. bring it down even to a single shot mm -hmm. but yeah like with a the good, edit a good plan can mean a lot too and, and again a million different variables can can affect it later but even just like having something well storyboarded yeah <laughs> i guess you know can can be really helpful but yeah like there's even good productions by the time it's by the time there's like a you know a late draft there's already a million things that went wrong yeah and it's kind of on the strength of your your ability to kind of move with it yeah you know move with the punches yeah uh, it, yeah it's going to dictate a lot of the way it feels in the end so obviously like we we're like getting pretty deep into the weeds of like how <laughs> things are made but like i'm curious if like the 
if, if you're listening to this and you're or watching this and I, I guess I'm hoping that like us talking about this shows like how much we like have an appreciation for like all of the little things that go into it. And that might not be you. Like you might not think about these things and that's totally fine. Um, that doesn't mean this isn't the place for you. Like hopefully this kind of enlightens you to going, wow, there really is a lot that goes into it. And of course we're Absolutely. just kind of like, we're just two guys who just happen to like film. Yeah, we just like, <laughs> like, I, I, like I, this is, I want to like, this is what I want to do full time. Maybe we should have given an introduction at the beginning of like, who we are and a little bit rather than I'm just like oh Steven's my friend here we go but yeah so that's I wanna, basically, like, that's basically it <laughs> that's all you need Stevie like, B is here because he's your friend yeah I, so I want like I want filmmaking to like be my theme mm-hmm. um, like that's, I've, that's all I want to do um, it's expensive though like even, even small budget or micro budget whatever you want to call it like it's expensive and mm-hmm. so it, it costs and it like but that's what I want to do. And so like, that's why I like to like think about all the little things is just because it helps me think about how I want to approach making my films, whether it's a short film or a feature length film so far at this point in time, 2020, I've only done short films, but yeah, this is, that's what, that's what I want to do. So like, that's, that's kind of why we're here talking about this, but if you're watching this or listening to this and you have a different approach to how you watch movies. I'm actually really curious to hear about it. Obviously that list that I gave earlier about like, you know, being appreciative, thoughtful, yep. inclined, like all that, like that's just top of my head. I'm curious if, if people watch movies in a totally different way, or maybe it depends on the genre, right? So like, oh, yeah. if there's people like horror, factors, like yeah. you're probably, it, you know, there's, there's all kinds of different ways to watch different kinds of movies. Cause I know I like, when I'm watching, like it's an action movie. Mm-hmm. I, I tend to like go super into that casual mode that we talked about, like oh, really? where I'm just kind of like relaxed and just like, yeah, it's just an action movie because it's not really my thing. And I find I'm more critical and like analytical right. over the over the genres that I really like. like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are definitely certain genres that demand a more, uh, I guess, like a more casual, like this is... Comedy. You're supposed to have fun doing this. Absolutely, yeah. And yeah. That's totally great. That's yeah. great. That's and and I do that. I usually take the advice of, you know, <laughs> if it's like a rom com or something, like I'm not like sitting there like this wasn't shot well, like <laughs> not not healthy. <laughs> not healthy. Probably not. <laughs> you kind of you're on a date and she's just like, dude. <laughs> to to experience it, you have to meet it somewhere, right? So that's yeah. a given for sure. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Any closing thoughts, Stephen? Not in particular, just yeah. it's really there again, there are a million different there are a million different ways to interact with the form, and no one is objectively better or worse. Um, you know we all have the we all have our own way of of experiencing it, and um, we just like to talk about it, which is why we're here ultimately, right yeah, but um, if we like to talk about it, that means there are more people that like to talk about it yeah. And so, yeah, the, the, yeah, I guess I should have brought that up. There's no wrong way to like. Absolutely not. No. Or is there, Stephen? Depends on what, what if someone's texting you the whole movie. It de- yeah, <laughs> that right. Feels right. like a pretty. It depends wrong on way. what your goals are. It depends on what your goals are. If you establish goals, then there may true, like, or may like not the, be better ways to go about getting to those goals. But yeah, that's true. Because if your goal is like, I just need yeah. to turn off my mind, just like rest. Like I know people watch TV to go to sleep. Yeah, like it's literally I'm watching TV to go to people, sleep. Most so people, if you're on your phone doing that, that seems kind of appropriate, I guess. Right. Well, I don't know. Screens during bed. That's a different topic. That's a different topic. Different, different podcast, topic. Different, different podcast. podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah, there are a million different ways. Um, most most films are like 
most people go to movies for just to have fun. Yeah. And that's great, you know. Um, so yeah, there's no like right or wrong way to do it. You know? Unless you're on your phone. Unless you're on your phone. <laughs> Unless you're ruining other people's experiences, <laughs> I guess. Ooh. Um, <laughs> different podcast. <laughs> Anyways, if you like, if you like watching film, don't keep following along because we don't really know what we're talking about, and we're obviously rambling. That's what we're here to do. Subscribe somewhere else. Ramble more about movies. Ramblemore.com. You can find us there. There it is. <laughs> Somebody already registered that URL. Dang it. It's already gone. You just put it out of the world. It's gone.